I, Joseph, take you, my lawful wife, to have and to hold from this day forward for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, until death do us part. I will love and honor you all the days of my life. What? Are you serious? Gentlemen. Yes, hey, sir. Hey. What's up, brother? I don't know how we got into this vibe about marriage vows, but mm-hmm. that's what we're going to be dealing with today. Okay. Yeah, brother Joe, why don't you kick us off? Yes, sir. Well, I will do that because, you know, marriages right now, I don't know if you guys have noticed, have had the opportunity, but marriages are under attack and uh, unbelievable rates, right? Unbelievably um, serious attacks to separate husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing it all over the place. And and so we out. it just came to my attention that I I think one of the problems that we're seeing in these uh, troubled marriages is that I don't believe that we're taking our vows seriously. You know, it can be a lot of lip service to say words of affirmation when you're in the moment, but to actually live that thing out. When we're talking about for better, for worse, for sickness and health till mm-hmm. death, Till death do do us part, mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not talking about you pulling the trigger death. I'm talking about you guys living together through thick and thin, high and low, good and bad until you are called home. That's what brought this up in the mm-hmm. conversation. So I just wanted to see what you guys thought about it, man. Because, uh, like I said, it, it's it's a uh, marriages are under attack right now. I, I agree there. Completely agree. I, I think you and I talked about it one time, Joe, and I, I, um, I seconded it because of some, you know, some uh, personal um, uh, mentoring that I'm doing with the married couple right now. Um, and so I, I completely agree with what what you just stated. I think uh, this is a worthwhile topic to uh, to to speak to, specifically marriages of people of faith. Mm-hmm. are under attack. I mean, it's one thing when people that don't know anything about God, when they go through marital strife and issues and whatnot, but when you have people that are believers, people who love the Lord mm-hmm. and are ready to throw in the towel on their marriage, then we know it's serious. You got yeah. kids involved. Mm-hmm. You got, in some cases, you have jobs that are involved. and this thing is real. And yeah. we see it. We see it right before our very eyes, right in our churches, even mm-hmm. in our churches, in our neighborhoods, in our families, bro. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, yes. This thing, this this uh, uh, attack, this these uh, marriages are falling apart at the seams. And I think, again, a lot of it is. Uh, not not recognizing the importance of the vows that you say, not knowing the covenant of marriage and what that really means to be in covenant with each other, you know, because, you know, even those who are, are not believers, they still take this promise. 
they make this promise to each other about, you know, how I'm going to love you and how I'm going to care for you. Right. And I think uh, part of the problem, and, and I'm not going to say it's across the board, but, you know, when people are, are writing their own vows, you know, a lot of it that a lot of the self-written vows that I've heard have been emotion driven and, you know, I love you and I'm going to care for you. And, you know, you are, you are my sunshine, you complete me, mm-hmm. but, you know, do they say, if you get sick, I'm going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. If you lose your job, I'm going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. If you, in my case, and, and, uh, uh, I got you get burnt up mm-hmm. and you're not the same. Will I still be there for you? You know, I've I've met so many people that have uh have had their their husbands or wives walk away for something as trivial. And I and I say trivial, but something as trivial mm-hmm. is an unbalanced checkbook. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that a fixable? That's a fixable offense if you think about it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, y'all yeah. thoughts? Yeah, but I I think if you get to that point where something as trivial as an unbalanced checkbook causes a marriage to dissolve, I think I think that may have been the straw that broke the camel's back. But there've been some other issues, and 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 leaving because of an unbalanced checkbook seems to be a cop out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. that's my two cents. Yeah. No, I can I, I can believe that. I can, I, I can that's a good that. two cents. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. That when you, when you were when you were talking, Joe, I I I had the the thought of um a couple of thoughts came. One, and you guys have heard me say this before. Why is marriage even necessary? Mm-hmm. I've heard you say that. And I've I've pondered that one many many times. I've asked asked. Uh, uh, believers and non-believers that question. And I think the best answer I got was from one of my, uh, at the time, uh, 16-year-old mentees. We, we mm-hmm. were having a discussion on girls and in sex and and telling them about marriage and, and how Mr. Gordon made his decision and why I made my decision, blah, blah, blah. And then I asked them, I said, fellas, I said, what, why is marriage even important? Like, you know, how, how come, how come I just can't, you know, keeping it real as a, as a guy just, go out here and sleep with any woman I want to and just tap, tap, tap and move on to the next tap, tap, tap. You know, I'm just saying, just keeping it mm-hmm. real, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, how come, how come that is not, is not normal or how come, how come I cannot do that? In other words, why, why is marriage even necessary? And one of my young men answered, his, his answer was great. He goes, Mr. Gordon, uh, the, the, um, the, uh, the result without marriage would be chaos. And that was his exact words. He said, it'd be chaos. And I said, why yeah. do you say that? And then we started talking and we, you know, we started obviously talking about baby mamas, baby daddies, you know, no, no families, you know, which we all know, you know, us three know in particular that families are as, as hard as they, as hard as they are to maintain, mm-hmm. uh, do represent order. Right. So anyway, that being said, I, I, I've often asked God all the time, why is, you know, why is marriage important? And, and, um, he gives me the same answer every time. I've yet to get another, another uh, <laughs> a- a- answer that makes sense, other than it's it's to maintain order. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's powerful, man. That was a great answer from a young man. Man, talking about the chaos that that uh, will come from not being in marriage, and we, you know, can we can uh, attest to that and living the single life, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, there was a time. There was a time when you know. I was living the the single life and uh, just keeping my lives straight from <laughs> from one one girl to another. It's like, man, Oops. you talk about chaos. That thing would drive you mad. Oh boy, that's real, real talk. Yeah, that's that's real talk, man. But yeah, uh, box so- checked here. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes oh, so you know and then going on the uh on the spiritual side of it you know when we talk about marriage and it is representative of jesus christ and his love for the church right and and that's one of the things that i had uh, was explaining to one that i was mentoring it's like you know jesus loved the church so much mm-hmm. that he gave his life for the right. church. He gave everything for the church. And even when the church wasn't responsive to him, mm-hmm. when the church body as, as a whole was uh, denouncing him or, you know, uh, cursing him or or being disobedient to the things of his, of his teachings, mm-hmm. he still loved the church. And it, it, it represents how, you know, we are uh, supposed to Yep. love our spouses when we make that commitment to them, when we join in the co- covenant with them and God, you know, but it's hard to do sometimes when you're not evenly yoked. Mm-hmm. That's another conversation in itself right there. Yes, it is. Amen. Well, what do you mean not evenly yoked, Joe? Well, let me tell you what I mean by not evenly yoked. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about yeah. you know not having the same belief system mm-hmm. uh not not being in the in a, in the same mindset of where you the direction that your 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 life should be going right and it's not to say that you you're not you're supposed to be of the same mind but you have to be of the same uh you have to be moving in the same direction you want yeah. to be you know living a life of connection and not distraction I agree. That's a word in there somewhere. No, it is. I I think the challenge there, though, Joe, as I listen to you, is you can start off equally yoked, but I'm old enough now to understand that as you grow in marriage, um, you know, just grow, period, you're going to change. Like, so I'm, you know, the, the, the 58 year old Russ is not the 20 year old Russ or the, or the 20, you know, the 30 year old Russ, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, 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 you mature. So I think my point is one of the challenges I think in marriage, real, real talk is, and this is going to sound like a cliche, but growing together, but also allowing each other to change. Cause, mm-hmm. cause mm. we're, we're not, as we may not be as equally yoked as we were then as we are now, it's, it's a different yoke. It's, it's a, you know, we've all, you know, we're, we're both, you know, been through several seasons, marriages, as we know, go through seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that's a challenge. I think it's a challenge to, you know, give your spouse um, leeway to change, you know, for mm-hmm. better, for worse, you know, as, as the vow say, and that's hard because you, you may not like that worse as they change, you know, cause that's not the same person I married. Right, Guess right. What? You right. ain't the same person they married. 
That's true. That, that'd be true. Let's that'd keep be it true. at 100. Keep it yeah, at a man. buck. Yeah, man. That's real talk right there. So challenge, challenge. So then, you know, when uh, when you bring that up, you know, mm-hmm. what does it mean? What does the yoke mean? Mm-hmm. See, when we talk about evenly yoked, right? What is that? What is that yoke we're talking about? Yeah, that yoke. It's a broad term. Yeah, it it can be. Can be, yeah. It can be, but you know, when we're talking about, you know, uh, when we're talking in the realm of uh, our Christian belief, mm-hmm. then that yoke is really centered around. Uh, it's centered around Jesus Christ. Okay. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so even though you're growing and changing, that part should be consistent. Okay. Okay. That's that. That's that yoke. That's that evenly yoke, mm-hmm. because because you're growing. You're you're going to grow separately because you're two individuals, right? You're you're man, she's woman. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all have uh, uh, individual thoughts, individual um, uh, dreams, mm-hmm. but when you're evenly yoked mm-hmm. it that's the bind oh man so when <laughs> I'm making, on, so it just it just popped in my head right so yeah, when, you, yeah. when you when you when you're baking a cake or you're baking uh or you're or you're putting something together okay. and you take an egg and you drop it in right mm-hmm. and you use the egg as a binder okay so you scramble that egg into whatever you're, you're making the cake batter or the biscuits or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that binds it together to, for it to um, be baked into whatever uh, delicious good that you're trying mm-hmm. to create. The so yolk. that that okay. yolk okay. is the binding okay. that keeps that brings all the ingredients together gotcha. to make a delicious dessert. Mm. Okay, preacher. I think I think he's searching for a, a collection plate, uh, Boone. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I just, I just saw his cash app. app. Yeah, I just cash saw okay. <laughs> hey, Joe, hold on. I just saw that flash across the screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cash app. Please send money here. <laughs> no, uh, no, but but Boone, you, I'm looking at you, man. You, what, well, I was I was going back. I was going back to that to that yoke that whole yoke thing, mm-hmm. and. Yokes in biblical times, a yoke is something that you would put on like cattle or oxen, right? Right, right, okay. right, okay. right. Mm-hmm. And and if if the yoke was unequal, mm-hmm. one would be leaning here and mm-hmm. the other side would be leaning there, right? Mm-hmm. So if our thought process, mm-hmm. if our foundation or what's at the core, if that's unequal then you got a problem. I mean, mm. surface stuff like, like I love sports and my wife doesn't love sports. That's not unequally yoked. Yeah, that's right. right, right. But if, that's I'm a, if I'm a believer uh-huh. and she's a Satan worshiper, then Ooh. that's un, that's unequally yoked. That is unequally See, yoked. If I'm a if I'm a vegan and she's a uh, she eats meat, a lot of meat, mm-hmm. then that's not unequally yoked. But nah, but in nah, terms nah. of what's at your core. Mm. What That's is right your there. foundational principle relative yeah. to salvation, relative to your eternal destination? Mm. That's where the that's where the yoke comes in. Comes from. That's good. 
That's good. But I was, but I was thinking about, and that's a great point. But I was thinking about so many marriages that that don't even involve Christ. Mm-hmm. Go on. What's your thought? And I'm just Keep saying there's just so there's so many that that when I say so many that the marriage and I studied as we studied this uh, you know this topic marriage vows. I was I was uh, surprised to find out, and I don't know if you guys knew this, but the Bible says very little, and if anything, it doesn't even mention vows in the Bible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, vows vows were made up based on scripture. Um, you know, main, what I would say is ma- mainly scriptures on love and what love is. Um, uh, certainly, how how a man a husband is supposed to treat his wife and treat his wife to your point, Joe, as as Christ served the church mm-hmm. um, and so forth. Um, but but the Bible doesn't say anything about vows. It doesn't, you know, those are man-made. Uh, and and uh, as I studied it, it was good to good to study it to understand, you know, that you know I think supernaturally God created the seven vows, the seven standard vows, should I say, mm-hmm. in Christian marriage, which is you know, which you read earlier. So. Um, I think it's a very interesting, but I, I think the yoke is a, that's a great center point for, for any marriage to sort of understand before you enter into such a uh, special covenant, in my opinion. Yeah. It, yeah. it doesn't, the Bible doesn't say anything about marital vows, but it does speak about people making vows to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, sure. and it says that it's better to, uh, not make a vow unto the Lord than to make a vow and not keep it. Yeah. So pretty much the same thing could apply to marital vows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you make the vow that's in and in the vows, you know, for better, for worse, uh, sickness and in health. And the first time your spouse gets a headache, you checking out. It's like, I can't deal with it. He got a headache. <laughs> right. <laughs> a headache. Well, yeah, well. You'd be surprised, I bro. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. You know, but still. Mm-hmm. But how many, how many times have you seen spouses that are put in the position of being a caregiver? Yeah. Yeah. And and the, when when you hear them say they didn't sign off, they didn't sign up for that, mm-hmm. they really did. They really, they really they did. Really, yes, they did. Yep. Yes, they did. Yeah. And and uh, and when you talk about the unbalanced checkbook, they did sign up for that. Yeah, Richer or poor? Richer or poor? It says it right here. It, it says it right there. It so you know when we, then then going back and we we uh, uh, when we talk about yes the the Bible isn't specific about wedding vows, but it does it is specific about the husband loving the wife as the weaker vessel, the husband chair you know dwelling with her with understanding mm-hmm. and. And then it also tells the wife they have some rules for the wife, but because we're men talking, we're talking about our our responsibility. So, you know, when we make a when we make a, a that promise covenant to uh, to cherish and to take care of and to uh, you know love unconditionally and all of that that goes into you know what's pastor say you wanted her right you wanted it so yep. now you, you now it. you have it so. That's you right. have a responsibility. Yes, you have a sp- responsibility to uh, to own up to that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that that includes uh, doing your your manly duties 
taking care of the things that we need to take care of in order to keep her, uh, to dwell with her with understanding and love her unconditionally. So um, mm-hmm. I'll let Boone take it right, right around here. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that we did not make a vow to our producer that we would be more steadfast in terms of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting out yeah, here yeah. on time. But we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. Hey, what's up, fellas? If you're looking for healthy, thought-provoking conversations on a variety of topics dealing with life issues, be a transparent, open dialogue for men who need a dose of honest, engaging, and heartfelt discussions. Tune in to Inside the Armor, airing Mondays at 8 a.m., hosted by Joe, Russ, and yours truly, Boone. We would love to have you vibe with us as we talk about our trials and our triumphs our messes, and our successes. Join us for Inside the Armor, Mondays at 8 a.m. Iron Sharpening Iron, one podcast at a time. We are back, and I hope Hope so far you've enjoyed Thou Talk. So we can Thou Talk. <laughs> let's, let's get back in this. I'm sorry. I like that. No, that's good, man. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, we talked about the vows and we just jumped right in, but we didn't talk about why, why we think it's so important. But um, one of the things I'm going to say is that, you know, according to fatherly.com, Okay. Uh, when when you enter into marriage, so years one to one to two mm-hmm. is a high risk for divorce. Okay. The first two years, and okay. uh, one of the two of the reasons they mentioned is uh, one, men are more likely to cheat within mm-hmm. that first two years, okay. and then the other thing is like in, um, those who come in with wealth on the uh, prenups usually run out within those first two years. So, mm. you know, guys will get out of there, get on out of there before they have to uh, pay, pay out. Up. Oh, wow. <laughs> before they pay up. Yeah. So, Prenup up. I didn't even know up. that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Prenup or pay up. Um, okay. okay. Then um, years three through four, that's, that's an average risk because uh, that's about the time when, when children are introduced to the marriage. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that can be very stressful Ch- with children comes stress. Sure. You know, sure. it's a very uh, it's a very rich time for um, the, the couples. But at the same time, it takes a lot of of the attention mm-hmm. away from the spouse and on to the children. So that can cause a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. But then years five through eight, high, high risk. Five through eight. So it used to be the seven year itch that everybody heard, you know, when you got that yeah. seven year itch. I remember. But that. Um, statistically right now, they're saying that the average marriage will last 8.2 years. OK. And uh, 1920, it was 6.6 years. I think in the 50s, it jumped up to about seven. And then uh, in 72, it was about 7.5. And now we're at 8.2, 8.2 years for mm-hmm. the average marriage. Mm-hmm. So uh, thankfully, I'm beyond that 8.2. Woo-woo. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Uh, I know right. you two brothers are beyond that 8.2. Mm-hmm. And um, and they said that those marriages that are 30 years or more mm-hmm. are have a divorce rate of 0. 0.9%. 0. 0.9. 0.9%. Yeah, wow. So... Yeah. So make it to that 30 beer, 30 mark, and you're, and you're sitting pretty, baby. Yeah, I hear I hear that. I hear that. I don't you probably you heard me. I don't get I don't get cocky. Like I don't know. I don't know about you guys. I, I don't feel I don't feel I n- I never want to feel like I made it because I feel that then uh arrogance and uh what's what's that word? Um not sediment, but um mm-hmm. complacement, complacement. Yeah, yeah. It can yeah. set in if you're not careful. Um, and I, I do thank uh thank God for a uh, a first lady who 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 tends to remind me of that. Mm. <laughs> Keep you on your toes, baby. You don't you don't look the same way. You don't, you, <laughs> this is an well, example. Your, your stomach don't look the same way it did 30 years ago. For better for worse. For better for worse. <laughs> Till belly do us part. But man, <laughs> boy, I tell you, that accountability thing is all right. But um, yeah, com- complacement and uh, and status quo, you got to, I think you, you got to constantly grow. And and as I said earlier, it's, I think that's one of the challenges, you know, both yeah, both people growing differently and growing along and, and trying to keep a, um, a union in place while both are growing, sometimes apart, let's just be real, sometimes apart. And that's just a reality of life. Which again makes makes marriage difficult. True, true. In my opinion, it's sometimes. I'm not gonna say it's difficult all the time, but it is. It is difficult to to um to maintain sometimes. Yeah. So how many years you've been married, Russ? Now uh, 30, 32. Uh, Thirty-two. Woo yeah. Boom. How 32. many years? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. And uh, Kim and I are going on seventeen. I think this year. I think it's seventeen this year. So so we have uh, we have years. some. We have some, uh, uh, what'd you call it? Uh, experience. <laughs> some, 71 some mar- years. Yeah. 70, 71 combined years of marriage talking. That's so that's a, that's a beautiful thing though, man. That's yeah. a beautiful thing that, uh, we, we have, uh, been to gotten to the place where we can actually talk about this and, and joke about it, but seriously, uh, talk about the challenge and the successes that we've had, um, uh, throughout this whole process, honoring our vows, honoring our vows. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. 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 And it's hard. It's hard. I'm telling you, anybody who's listening to this who don't know, it is hard. Yep. 
and it's, you got to take a lot of humble pie, <laughs> eat it, eat it with some ice cream, and try to make a meal out of it because you're going to have humble pie. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, what you're gonna have, you're gonna have challenges in general. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. those challenges can be used as uh, growth opportunities. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Give me an example, Boone, of a growth opportunity. I'm putting you on the spot. Do you have one? Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, I love Where do I start? <laughs> How much time yeah, right. before we close out this bad boy? Yeah, right. But I can recall vividly a situation where um, we had a miscommunication. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when we had a chance to talk it out, it was like, oh, I thought thought you said this and I thought you meant that. And that was not the case at all. Right. So in that, situation the next time something even remotely close to that came up the the tone the inflection the even the the verbiage was a little different and so we we took that time where there was a miscommunication and we grew from that knowing that all it took was uh, a simple change of tone Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I, I used to say from time to time, and I don't have, I don't have to say it anymore. You know, you, you draw bees with, it's easier to draw uh, bees with honey than it is with vinegar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you get a chance to, um, and we call it a do-over, we, we have a do-over around here. So mm-hmm. if we have a chance to say it a different way, how would we say it? And when we say it that way, we we had an opportunity to grow from that experience. So, yeah, oh, that's good. Okay, yeah, man. Mm. And and so that was huge. Communication, communication was key, and all in that, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, one of one of the uh, uh, one of the tools that Kim and I had gotten from going to therapy when we first got married in communication was when especially at the early stages when you're having those issues of not understanding is uh, when the person, your, your significant other says something to you, you repeat back to them what they said to make sure that you have a full understanding. And I do that. I don't do it every time, but I can do that to say, you know, uh, for instance, if, if Kim says something like, uh, you know, I need you to uh, go to the store and, and I need, you know, really will want you to pick this up and pick that up. And I repeat back to her. So you know, let me make sure that I understand this when I'm, you want me to go to the store to get so-so and so-and-so and so-and-so so that I'm not misunderstanding. And that's a, uh, Russ sitting there laughing. I'm not, I'm not, that's a small uh, example of repeating that back so that yeah. you're on the same page but go ahead russ no no i i'm, I'm not laughing at you at all i'm laughing i know at you're not situ- i'm laughing at my situation because uh, I, can, I can i can hear my first lady saying because if, if i use that so so let me make sure i understand you if i say that because she doesn't like repeating her repeating herself mm-hmm. she would say to me are you slow or something 
<laughs> yeah, you know what? Can't, you can't make it up. No, shorty. No, here's the funny thing. Because I can't make this up, and this is no shade on her. This is just her only wanting to tell me once. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. so over the year, you're talking about how how have I grown? I have grown. I and I work very hard at this. You guys have heard me say it. When she asks, gives me a request, I work really hard to hear her. Mm-hmm. And I, re- mm-hmm. I repeat to hear her the first time because I've realized over time she doesn't like me repeating what she just said. So, <laughs> so in my situation, th- that's a great tactic. I think that you know a lot of people can use that. For me, mm-hmm. I cannot use that because again, I'll get to sarcastic. I just said it. Are you slow or something? I I, just, I hear it. And I hear that, which is hilarious to me because when she catches me like that, I. You know, I had that hee haw moment that we talk about. Right, right. Like, man, you clown. Why didn't, why didn't you listen the first time? Which is okay because, again, it, it teaches me to be a better listener. The better listener. There you go. Going back yeah. to communication. That's Come good. On, go ahead, Bo. Yeah. On down in my neck of the woods. Okay. What, what Russ experienced <laughs> down here, it's, it's, you're not listening to me. Right. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, it used to fry my bacon. Uh-huh. Right. But, but now, <laughs> <laughs> I believe that she would she will say I'm a better listener. <laughs> but for somebody to tell you you're yeah. not listening to me, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that can be demoralizing. <laughs> yes, yes. But um it's better now. I'll just leave it at that. It's much better now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can laugh about it now, but but the first few times I heard that, I was like, right. you know. Anyway, I've grown. We've both grown. Praise yeah, God. Right. That, yeah. Praise God. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Look, I was thinking when Russ was saying that, I I was thinking that uh, maybe he could just say, "Look, I'm going to repeat it back to you. Just nod if I'm right. <laughs> you don't have to say it. Just nod. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try. <laughs> just give me a give me a heads up. Yeah, heads you, up. you got it, right. man. That's good, Joe. Yeah. Next time but, I mess up, I'll ask her that. No, no, that that's good. So here we go. Three different styles of communication. Yep. That go. what works for for our significant other may not work for anyone else. But now there's three tools to uh, to attempt, and one of them should should be right down the uh, strike zone. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Yeah, we we just that? don't know which one. That's up to you, whoever you are, to figure that out. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, imagine. You're you're a quarterback. You're behind center. Uh-huh. The coach is calling uh, a run play. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're doing you're doing you're doing a bomb. Right, right. Imagine walking and you throw an interception. Mm-hmm. Coach wanted you to run the ball. Imagine walking back to that sideline. The looks that <laughs> your coach give uh-huh. would give you. Mm-hmm. We we've had those looks, haven't we? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Sir. yeah. Come on, absolutely. That's that's why you have to say, Coach. So let me make sure I got this right. <laughs> you want me to run the ball right. and not throw the bomb, right? Okay, clarity. clarity. Well, the, the quarterback will tap his helmet like I can't hear you. That's <laughs> when you need to call a timeout. I can't right. hear yeah. you. Yeah, you got You got to call a timeout. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so, good. so. We've we've talked about some stats, right? We got some uh, generic stats out there. You know, uh, another stat is that seventy okay. percent of divorces are initiated by women. 
Wow. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And 90 percent mm. of those that uh, have initiated are um, um, college educated. Interesting. So Very interesting. when when that stat rolled up, uh, actually, that stat was given to me by mm-hmm. by someone who's going through this uh, uh, this separation. And so I had to look it up myself to uh, clarify it and then said that the reason being that so many women are now initiating is because one they are uh in, they're in the workforce right and they they feel you know one they're in the workforce then they have to come home and take care of the family then they have to do the other you know chores and it's not that not necessarily that all men are not helping mm-hmm. but a good majority of men are not pulling up their weight so they the women are feeling the stress of all of those uh, duties. Um, mm-hmm. There also, there's another stat that, you know, women are no longer taking the, uh, the slack that men have uh, uh, come to the table with, you know, like sure. uh, they might not be uh, pulling their weight or they may be, uh, you know, not necessarily uh, uh, supporting the, the, the woman in her career. Mm-hmm. You know, and his expectation of her is that, you know, you take care of the kids and all this and all that. So mm-hmm. they're like, man, what's that movie? Uh, Tyler Perry movie. I can do bad all by myself. By myself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need you. So yeah. Um, yeah. that that is, you know, yeah. when you read those stats, you're like, wow, man, you know, these women are uh, it's not that they are going into not uh, I'm going to say all, there are a lot of women who are going into marriage and they want to stay there. But they're feeling as though they're not being met uh, by a partner who's uh, supportive in those areas. So they're like, "Man, I can, I can. If I'm doing it by myself anyway." Mm-hmm. No That's need. interesting because I would have thought that infidelity would have been higher on the on the chain mm-hmm. than say slack. You know, being being a slacker uh, at the crib. I would have right. thought that infidelity would have been up Be there. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, you know, I guess it it all depends on what uh, what organization or what what statistical um, readings that you get. But the one that that I researched uh, did not it didn't even have infidelity on the list. Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay, that is interesting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think there's so many dynamics here, though, like, you know, in terms of analyzing it, you know, there's in terms of you said earlier, Joe, like women, women making more money now becoming mm-hmm. more assertive um you know you don't have the traditional family as we know you know husband working wife home taking care of the kids you don't you don't have that dynamic as much anymore right right and i i think that that has also played into uh you know higher higher rates of divorce and so forth because um you know i can i can hear that you know that that woman no 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 shade on women but i can hear that woman saying you know i can do bad all by myself mm-hmm, you know what i mean mm-hmm. like why do i need him if he's not like if you said pulling his weight or or loving me like he used to or so forth so i you know i understand that and again and women being driven not all women but women in general being driven more emotionally in general again mm-hmm, than men mm-hmm. i can see where that where that statistic could could play um, where where a man's not going to be as emotional, make an emotional decision on on getting divorced necessarily right away. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's but then, then that brings you back to the vows, right? Uh, 
There you go. Are, are you serious? Are you serious? When you when you when you're standing in front of everybody and you're saying I do, mm. are you serious? Yeah. We yeah, need to take serious. a good look at that and and make that decision. You know, um, there are there are so many opportunities out here to get help prior to making that commitment. You can go to uh, like at our church, for instance, they have. Uh, so you think you want to get married. You know, that's a, a class that takes you through the dynamics of what being what being married looks like, right. what to expect. Right. Um, you know, you when you talk about uh, finances being the issue for a lot of people. Well, did you know what, his, what they which each other's financial status was going into the marriage? Right. You have a plan for how you're going to handle finances after you get into the marriage. Right. Because if if uh, if he or she has debt. Mm-hmm. You need to know about that. Yeah. And then if you agree, if you say, well, I still want to marry you, then you need to have a plan to say, okay, now that we're coming together and we have this debt issue, how are we going to handle it together right. so that it doesn't create, it doesn't surface as a problem later? Because this is something that we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, romance. how are we going to raise a romance? Go romance ahead. without mm-hmm. finance. Ain't got a chance. <laughs> Ain't got- <laughs> romance without Finance has no chance. Oh, that's good. Yeah. How how are we going? You know, we're we going to have children. How many children? Why are we going to raise our children? Where are we going to live? You want a, a a house on acres, or you want a townhouse in a community? It's so many things that we we really need to talk about um, before we get to that place of saying, "I do." I do. Right. That's that's real. That's real. I think when I, I told you, Joe, that then we were talking offline about vows, um, I was surprised at how many different um, denominations and faiths, you know, from mm-hmm. from uh, you know Jewish to uh, you know Protestant to Catholic to uh, you know Islam. I mean, you name it, uh, different faiths, different beliefs. Um, uh, you know, uh, it's amazing how when you read the the vows how similar they are. That's the one thing that caught my eye that they're very similar and some are, you know, again, different, but very similar in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, it is something, like you said, it has to be taken seriously. Um, Cause I know, I've, I don't know about anyone else, but I know I've faced that, that, you know, if you've been married long enough and you, you know, been through those seasons, you'll, you'll sit there and go, you know, do I really believe what I said when I got married, one, two, mm. how do I answer to God? What's my answer to God on, you know, if I'm out of here, if I want a divorce or whatever? Like, I think that putting serious weight to that has to be part of the, uh, you know, the internal conversation. That, that's why, you know, I, I believe counseling is good. I think all that is good. But at the end of the day, my personal belief is the decision for mm-hmm. divorce, mm-hmm. It, it really does come down to your your personal a relationship with God, one, and then two, what do you stand for? You know, like you said, are you serious? Are, you know, that's a good question. Are you serious or are you not? Because if right. you're not, as I'm counseling a young man, I told you guys about, I'm counseling through um, through a divorce decision that he's making right now. Mm-hmm. I've come to realize that as I've, I've, as I've counseled him, that he, he's serious about divorce for sure. Mm-hmm. But, he is not serious about what he said five years ago. Okay. In front of, you know, the people you said and the, in God, he's, he's not taking that serious. 
mm-hmm. right now. But he's serious about getting divorced. And um, I think I told you, you know, what his reasons are, which, you know, someone could say are unjustifiable, if you would. But um, he's he's just not taking it serious. Right. That's where he is right now. So um, yeah. it does, I think it really boils down to that. Yeah, um, I know one of the things that uh, going back to when when Kim and I were going through uh, counseling and one of the things that we took away from that was we had to get on our knees, face each other. So first we had to pray together and then we had to look each other in our eyes Mm. and say divorce is not an option. And just by saying that to each other, one, for me. I don't know about, I can't speak for her, but for me, it lifted this weight off of my chest to know that we have made this commitment that no matter what we go through, mm-hmm. the divorce is not an option. And that mm-hmm. means we'll be able to get through it. We'll be able to work through whatever it is. And so far, and and just recently, we were going through some challenges and it, and I was at, I uh, came down to my uh, my cave in the basement Mm-hmm. And I was ranting and I was like, I'm done. I can't do this no more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I, then the Holy Spirit sat me down and reminded me, divorce is not an option. Yeah. And and that so quickly calmed me down to one, recognizing that whatever we're going through is so temporary. And, and we, you know, it's it's uh minute compared to all that we've been through together and what God has for us in front of us. Gotcha. Um, so that was something that really brought me back to my senses and calmed me down. But the other thing, uh, and uh, Boone, I'm gonna let you talk. I know I'm running, but Russ said something just a little while ago when he said that all of these do- denominations all had a similar format for their for the vows, right? Mm-hmm. And that, for me, says that it is spiritually driven mm. more than man-driven. Okay. Because if all of these different religions who have different who have different standards uh, for their their congregations, their their people, but they all have a similar vow system. Mm-hmm. tells me that that is more spiritually driven than it is man driven that's but that's just for me okay bone i saw you bro mm-hmm. yeah we're about to wrap this puppy up thank you we- brothers for sharing um this has been quite enlightening gave me some things to think about and hopefully for our brothers that are listening out there and it may be some sisters that have chosen to tag along hopefully you have something to uh take away from this podcast we pray that it's been a blessing to you and will strengthen your marriage if you got any questions for us please feel free to hit us up at info.insidethearmor at gmail.com for the people in the back it's info.insidethearmor at gmail.com peace peace peace